0: It's April 25th, 2018, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum, and I'm flying solo white while co pilot Ryan Ozawa is off to Denver. Of course, we'll kick off the show with a couple of news guests. Millie James is here to tell us about the Mana Up inaugural showcase. Then Ayana Artobit from Sacred Hearts is going to join us to talk about the Cyber Patriot and upcoming cybersecurity workshops. And then after a short break, uh, we'll talk to Omar Sultan and Yasmin Dar about inclusion, diversity, and the startup catalyst. Now, with that, we want to welcome Millie James. And, you know, you got this great mana up uh, sort of, um, I, I don't know, I'll call it an accelerator. And it's its kind of getting now to the point where you're going to actually showcase the companies that we've actually had come on the show. Yes. So welcome to the show. Really. Thank
1: you, Bert. Yeah, so Mana Up is an initiative um, building the next 100 Hawaii product companies mm-hmm. with multi-million dollar annual revenue. Um, so we launched our accelerator in January. It's a 12-week program and really meant to help scale local entrepreneurs and local product businesses
0: right and it's really different from an accelerator because accelerators you know you you, the typical example is you put money in and you expect them to you know be these uh uh not unicorns but you know (laughs) they have these 10x 100x but you're really focused on local companies that have a strong local brand and uniquely represent hawaii
1: Yeah. So we focus on companies that are leveraging the brand of Hawaii. It's globally loved. Um, We really are looking to build some industry here to last to complement many of the other entrepreneurial endeavors here in Hawaii. And looking at some of our regional strengths, we believe the brand of Hawaii is one of the strongest pieces that we can take advantage of. Mm -hmm. And um, as we look at some of these products that um, are leveraging the brand. We want to start creating that narrative at how we can be um, sharing with the world and learning about Hawaii through our own products that are based here.
0: So when I had you first on talking about uh, Mana Up and the the cohort, we had a couple of example. I mean, a couple of companies that were on. Mm-hmm. What did you put them through that will now be showcased on this uh, inaugural event?
1: So it was a 12 week program. Um, we had the different themes throughout the week. And what was neat about all 10 of these companies, we actually accepted 10 companies. Mm-hmm. All of them had an agricultural component as part of their product mix, meaning that they either were sourcing or growing their own raw material From the islands, which is quite powerful when you look at what's happening right now in Hawaii, especially with ag, we have a quite a bit of number of acreage turning over, especially with with sugarcane and and pineapple no longer. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do with this land? How can we create? Um, products for local consumption, but also complement them with value add food products. So that's really what we focused on um, from an exporting standpoint companies that were looking to scale, companies that were good for export, companies in the retail or value add food space. So non perishable items. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, we had various workshops. A lot of the program was around curated mentorship. Um and looking at resources that have that have always existed here in Hawaii, um, but really helping to pull those together and create some attention um towards these product based companies. So is anything from exporting to, you know, PR to um manufacturing, mm-hmm. even talking to uh, the CEO of Tory Richard, the to- the CEO of Kings Hawaiian, and looking at those stories of how you build business here and uh, what are some of the struggles. Um, and even meeting with you know Rep Cindy Evans from the house and Rep Jared Keohokolole talking about what are the challenges with small business and how can we start to build business here to last that can create jobs and sustainable livelihood.
0: Well, I like the way you frame it up as a curated mentorship. And really, your job is to find all these Experts that can bring their expertise and share it amongst the cohort that you have. And I think they all not only benefit from it, but now can take their business to kind of to the next level.
1: Absolutely. It's all about, you know, exporting and taking to the next level, getting beyond mom and pop and really creating Mm -hmm. these global brands um, that that people are learning about Hawaii and Hawaii is really going to profit from that from an economic development standpoint.
0: Were were there any uh, companies that had some aha moments like, oh, wow, I wish I had done this like, you know, maybe five years ago?
1: We actually had some really neat aha moments, um, whether it was, oh, my God, thank God I spoke with someone as a mentor from Mana Up and I didn't spend all this time and money doing X, Y, Z, which would have been a horrible idea, to some of our companies really where the magic happens with a cohort. When you have 10 companies, smart entrepreneurs getting together, they're in the room, they start creating partnerships. You know, we found out from three of our companies that all three of them are actually buying their sugar from Costco still. And they could actually partner up and get a pallet together. You know, we had two companies decide to lease some land together because the, that piece of land complemented both types of plants that they, were, mm-hmm. that they were trying to grow. One needed some wind protection. They couldn't use three of the acres. And it really created the synergy and, and really neat magic that, that really can only happen when you have a cohort and they're all going through something similar together in a Great. very rigorous um, way.
0: So what can we sort of look forward to at the inaugural event?
1: So the inaugural event will be at SALT at Kakaako mm-hmm. in the barn, which is next to Moku. Starting at 4 p.m. is when doors open. Um, tickets are $20. You can get them at manauphawaii.com. And um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. three-minute pitches for our 10 companies. We have a panel... Of um, they're not judges, but it's more of a panel to ask different questions. Mm-hmm. We have an investor, uh, Mark Percival from Builders VC. We have Jason Kwan, from, who's the GM at DFS Duty Free, and we also have Matson Davis, founding CEO of Kona Brewing Company. So, kind of from a company perspective. Um, A buying perspective and then an investing perspective um, from the panel. We also have the new CEO of Hawaiian Airlines as our keynote speaker, Peter Ingram. Uh And then the pitches will be three minutes. And then afterwards, there's an open marketplace where everyone will get to taste all the products and go around. Also purchase product if they want, but they also get to taste. And then um, an after party, you've got DJ and drinks and uh Hank's hot dogs and also a raffle to win a two night stay on Big Island with a two round trip airfare. Well, oh, that in and of itself is
0: worth the entry. Yeah, it price. is. Right? And and
1: Honolulu Magazine is our is our is our partner mm-hmm. or media partner um and we're so thrilled that Kamehameha Schools is our title partner mm-hmm. along with American Savings Bank and Hawaiian Airlines and and, and Innovate Hawaii and HTDC and all these great entities really coming together to help build and and really expand how we how we see innovation and, and help entrepreneurs, um, whether it's product-based, tech-based, and really kind of create this critical mass that, that we have been really trying to build here in Hawaii for, for a long well, time. Well, I'm
0: looking forward to it. So where can people sign up for this inaugural event?
1: Yes. Yeah, so they can go to manauphawaii.com and get tickets there.
0: Very good. Thanks, Millie. And, of course, I'll have you back when you are getting ready for your next cohort. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks, Millie, for joining us. Thanks, Bert. And uh, next up, we want to welcome uh, Ayana. Bitt, And of course, she is with Sacred Hearts. And she is a high school student, a junior. And she is going to tell us about cybersecurity, cyber patriots, cyber hui. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you for having me here.
0: So I, I kind of prepped you for a question I'm going to ask you. And the question is, how did you get anointed as the spokesperson for this whole Cybersecurity activity that's taking place at the uh, Secret Hearts?
2: Well, I've been in Cyber Patri- the Cyber Patriot program at my school for three years and I've been the captain of my team um, for Cyber Patriot for two years. Mm-hmm.
0: How did you get in- interested in the whole cybersecurity space?
2: I've been interested in STEM actually since I was in fourth grade. I started out in my school's robotics team mm-hmm. and since there my love for STEM just grew. And we have club fair, uh, club fair at our school held once a year, where students are exposed to the different clubs that we have to offer. And Cyber Patriots was one of the booths, and I just saw it, and I was immediately attracted to it because I thought it was something fun and interesting. Oh,
0: great! So when you were starting off and doing uh, robotics, which uh, robotics program were you in?
2: I was part of the FLL, mm-hmm. um, First Lego League. Mm-hmm program. And then I moved up to VEX IQ, then to VEX, then to FRC. Are
0: you still doing robotics? Yes, I am. And then, uh, so you're sort of splitting your time between like robotics and and cybersecurity? And school. Yeah, and school, of course, right? So because all of these activities are like uh, extracurricular, right? Yes,
2: they are. Yeah.
0: So what is it that really attracts you to the whole cybersecurity? Are you like a like investigative? Are you like the into like forensics? I mean,
2: Um, I've rich actually all of it because I really like the aspect of it's kind of like a treasure hunt. You don't Mm -hmm. really know what you're looking for. But when you find that thing that you're supposed to be looking for, because we have a scoring system on our computers, it's thrilling to see that, oh, I'm looking in the right direction. This is something that's actually bad. And I know why. Mm -hmm. And I can I know how to apply this to my own life, not only to competition.
0: Now you know I'm going to ask you an obvious question, and of course, uh, you know Sacred Hearts is all girls, right? Yes. So how do you, uh, how do you get the girls to really want to do this? I mean, is it is it easier to do this at an all girls school, or you know, when when you have other teams, are they mostly all guys, or how do you get the the good mix?
2: Um, we have actually in our school, we have a class dedicated for cybersecurity, our digital engineering class. So we try to lure students into the club by mm-hmm. having that class as a elective option for a tech credit. Mm-hmm. And in addition, it's just we um, we try spread it by word of mouth by enticing our friends to join the club because it is a very collaborative club.
0: So they don't feel like your, your girlfriends don't feel like, oh, man, I don't want to be all all geeky or nerdy or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Is it, is it cool to be a cyber security expert?
2: Yeah, actually. Oh, great. I, I usually uh, joke with my friends like, oh, I'm going to hack you. But it, it's all in good fun. I won't actually because I have a contract that I signed that prevents and, me from uh, doing in that.
0: Terms of, in terms of uh, where you want to go with this, uh, how interested are you in terms of following this sort of career path?
2: I'm very interested. In fact, I'm attending this hacker high school program mm-hmm. at Mililani High School this summer. Um, I believe in the week, June 4th to 8th. And it's an intense hacking class, and it's going to be from 9 to 12, I believe.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about the classes that are coming up. I mean, I know CyberHui helped sort of fundraise for this, and, and there's a whole slew of classes coming up in June, right?
2: Oh, yes, for sure. There are eight, um, there are 10 beginner cybersecurity camps and then 8 advanced cybersecurity camps mm-hmm. held throughout the months of June and July. Mm-hmm. And it's open to people with very little tech experience, to people who basically live their lives on the computer.
0: Are these all taking place at Mililani or are they Um, spread around? No,
2: they're spread out in different schools. So Sacred Hearts Academy, we're holding two of these camps, one beginner and one advanced, Mm. and other high schools are holding them as well.
0: Great. So where can people find out uh, more about uh, this this, uh, series of classes and sign up?
2: Uh, We have a website, um, www.ic2chapter-hawaii.org. Uh, org slash cybercamps dash 2018.
0: Okay, so you will send that to me email and I will put it up on our show notes for later on this evening. Yeah. But uh, Ayana, I want to thank you very much for joining us.
2: Yes, yeah, thank you for having me.
0: And of course, we'll take a short break and when we return, we'll be joined by Omar Sultan and Yasmin Dar. We'll talk about inclusion, diversity, and the startup catalyst. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
3: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Ulupono Initiative, Impact Hub Honolulu Co Working, and iDoctors Hawaii.
2: I really like Hawaii Public Radio. I listen to both stations. Because I feel enriched every time I listen, and I feel like it's never a waste of time. There's always something useful. Uh, sometimes I'll find that when the reception is going out, when I'm on the North Shore, I'll turn on the side of the road and stop driving and just listen because the program is so useful.
0: Member supported. Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and of course, joining us right now, we got Omar Sultan and Yasmin Dar. Omar is one of the co-founders of uh, Sultan Ventures, as well as Accelerate UH and Accelerate HI, and probably a bunch of other things that I don't even know about. And of course, Yasmin is the Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer of RKT Media, a video production company formerly with the Governor's Office and before that, I you know I was on TV with you at the KITV. And Many you were, times. You were doing all the social media stuff. <laughs> well, it's great to have you both uh, on Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks for having us, Bert.
3: It's awesome to be here.
0: Well, you know, uh, Omar, I want to talk to you first about this whole idea of uh, inclusion and diversity. And we're hearing a lot about that because there has been a lot of criticism of uh, a lot of the tech companies in Silicon Valley that pretty much hire the same kind of people, they promote the same kind of people, and all of a sudden there's like this monoculture that occurs in a lot of the tech companies. And, you know, we were talking about this before, and it's interesting that you've started to actually do something about it. And maybe, first off, describe what is the challenge and what is the uh, what is the situation here in Hawaii?
3: Um, so... The situation here in Hawaii is actually a little bit better than Mm -hmm. uh, the mainland. We definitely have a lot of uh, female women leaders in the innovation ecosystem uh, leading some of the accelerators um, and also in terms of like being investors. Right. So there's definitely a higher percentage of women in the space here in Hawaii than there is on the mainland. Uh, But we started this conversation. It's not a recent thing, right? So we've kind of championed inclusion and diversity from day one. And so we've been doing this for about a decade. For us, it's all about creating access to opportunity, right, to to create more inclusion, to get um, equity for all, right? Mm-hmm. The only way that we're going to be able to drive innovation forward is by including more people in the movement, right? And so this is really about doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when we hear of terms like inclusion and diversity, are they – Are they the same? Are they similar? Are they different? I mean, how how would you frame one versus the other?
3: I think that's a great question, right? So inclusion is the channel. Diversity is the end result, right? So the goal is diversity, right? Diversity of races, diversity of genders, diversity of cultures, skill sets, talents. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the end result, right? But the way that you get there is via inclusion. So the goal is to have a diverse set of experiences, perspectives. Inclusion is the actual act, right? The means to diversity.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Yasmin, I mean, it was uh, quite a surprise when the last time I visited uh, Sultan Ventures that you're kind of parked over there. <laughs> what is uh, what is your sort of involvement in this in this effort?
4: Um, well, Omar approached me to uh, be the host of the season two of the Startup Catalyst podcast. Mm-hmm. I really didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice? (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Definitely I mean, I've known Omar since we were biology students at the University of Hawaii. Is that right? Yeah, we have deep, deep ties together. And so, you know, Omar's like a brother to me. I said, of course, you know, inclusion, the topic of empowering females is very important to me as a mother with soon to be two little girls. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a daughter of a very, very um, passionate and empowering woman. Herself, So I figured, you know what? This is great. I I told Omar, listen, I am really not in the space of knowing what's happening with the startup world. I'm not really that into technology, um, meaning the terminology and stuff. But I said this is a great challenge and a great opportunity for me to learn and expand about this um, new space. And it's been a really, really, really eye-opening and um, empowering ride, honestly.
0: You know, you could have fooled me because I remember back when uh, I first – Talk story with you. You were at KITV and we had you as a judge at one of our hackathons back in 20, I think it was like 20, early 2012. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, I mean, we kind of go back that that Definitely.
4: Yeah. We have a history too. And But I, I've always loved the tech space. I just didn't know how I could insert myself right. in there, right? And I think that's a challenge with a lot of people um, who are interested in getting involved with the community, the tech community, startup community. They just don't know how. They're like, oh, I don't know how to code or I don't know how to do this or that, um, in that realm, but mm-hmm. what people don 't realize is that there are other jobs if you want to say um, to help with the project right so you definitely need someone who's who 's a good speaker, good writer, someone who can put together content really nicely, and you know those are skill sets that not everybody has so you definitely have something to contribute. It's just finding that right group mm-hmm. and um, inserting yourselves in that space. Also.
0: Well, you know, we've been doing uh, these hackathons and some of these, you know, the, the, the I guess the feeling sometimes is that it's so focused on the coding and the technical aspects mm-hmm. of, of a hackathon. Uh, but we really want to, I think, and this goes to what uh, Omar is talking about in terms of, you know, even on a team, you have to have diverse skill sets because you can't just have a coder. You have to have... The ability to look at it from a business ans, uh, aspect, you have to look at it from a design aspect, a usability aspect. So there's a, not only so there's a diversity in in terms of you know the skill set that you're looking for. And Omar, so when you know when the um, the discussion takes place about getting startups sort of formed, and uh, you know we've always heard about you know you need a CTO, you need a CEO. I mean, how do you start to frame that conversation on a new startup that now you know? Includes ideas of you know inclusion and bringing others involved into the into the mix.
3: Yeah, um, I think those are just titles, right? So CTOs, CEOs, mm-hmm. COOs, really—they're uh, just they're just titles. They're kind of meaningless, right? So when you think about a startup, you think about the complementary skill sets, right? You think about the diversity of skill sets. That's what's actually important. So while one person might be able to code. As Yasmine was just mentioning, right is there another person that 's the creative side of it? Is there another person that can actually champion that technology in the form of like storytelling? Um, so diversity in terms of those skill sets is absolutely critical to bu- to building and standing out when you're when you 're doing a startup
0: mm-hmm. now when you have these conversations with the startup uh, and the principles of that startup, do they start to think about you know, do they have people in mind, or do are they scratching their head, thinking, "Who do I need to fill that position with?"
3: Right. A lot of times, they're they're scratching their heads. Sometimes they they show up, and there's actually a, a good balance of uh, different individuals that are involved, whether it's male, female, or different perspectives, different cultures that are in that sort of startup. Right, all of that is helping to effectuate the change. All of that is helping that startup stand out from others. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of the time, they're scratching their head. Unfortunately. Um, more than we would like to see uh, they don't value sort of that differentiation that sort of diversity within their own startup and it takes them a while to get there right so there's a little bit of a a struggle at the onset but once they do uh, champion that once they do realize the absolute value of it like they're all in Mm -hmm. and they're just like off and running
0: You know, I do want to talk more about the uh, Startup Catalyst because I think a lot of the the shows that you've, uh, you know, in season two really focus in on this idea of inclusion and diversity. So we're going to hold that thought. That's a teaser. Uh, We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Omar Sultan and Yasmin Dar about helping to fix the problem of, well, I don't know if it's a problem, but inclusion and diversity. And we want to talk about the Startup Catalyst. Uh, This is Bite Marks Cafe.
3: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to Contributors Locations, Ekahi Ornish Lifestyle Medicine, and Hawaii Pacific University.
0: Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Omar Sultan and Yasmin Dar. And about telling the story of about startups and diversity and how we are trying to frame the picture up here in, in Hawaii. And, of course, right before the break, um, in fact, we talked a little bit about this. We talked about the startup catalyst. And, and the, you know, startup catalyst was something that was started probably, what, maybe a year or so ago or maybe longer than that? Uh, so uh, the Luke, podcast. Luke was kind of the the key guy the, behind that.
3: S- so the, Sultan Metro started the podcast about about a year ago, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and Luke was uh, our first host, mm-hmm. right? So for this season, with the theme that we had in mind, we thought Yasmin would be a perfect perfect host to do this season. Well,
0: you definitely prettied it up with <laughs> Yasmin. You know. Too bad it's just I you know Luke this is audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with uh, with the sort of the. The relaunch of, of uh, Startup Catalyst, uh, Yasmin. I mean, what is it that you wanted to focus in on?
4: Um, so this season, you know, um, what I think was really important and the common theme that we've been seeing with all of the people who've we been interviewing. And mind you, these are really um, trailblazers in the industry who are not just female, but we also have ethnic minorities um, who are at the forefront of really, Um, championing for inclusion, diversity, female empowerment, but not just female empowerment, like including men to get on board with this Mm -hmm. as well. Because as Omar mentioned, right, it takes a team to get this vision into play. And, you know, for me, I I was thinking, gosh, I wish more people knew about the challenges that – startup tech community has when it comes to diversity and um, inclusion Mm -hmm. because uh, for women especially there is a a lot of challenges you know Uh, first off uh, a lot of men don't take women seriously there's also the challenge the added layer of women not knowing their worth right Um, and uh, really embracing their role and challenging that status quo. So we have these incredible um, leaders that we've interviewed across the nation and here locally as well. Uh, some of my favorite uh, podcast, Catherine Finney, she's actually in Marie Claire this month, if you pick up the magazine. She talks about overcoming investors' comments because, you know, anytime I interview a, a female entrepreneur, I always ask about like that story that sticks in their mind as to what block them or any challenges that they've had and she said um as an african american woman uh one investor told her well you can't relate to black women because you have an accountant meaning like she <laughs> meaning has <what? laughs> she has like no i don't know she can't relate i don't know she, you know it was just it was just so uh, just rude you yeah. know what i mean yeah and so so she because of those like barriers that she had encountered she launched the digital undivided to give black uh, black and latinos um, latinx women more opportunities and it's it's really um it's really thrived for her it's been um an eye-opening experience for a lot of these women who join in um to this culture because um when you have someone to look up to who is empowering, who will empower you. It changes the way you think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the way that you act, the way that you do business. And it's really important now, especially because we've become such a global society. You know, it's no longer are you white, black, Asian, or other. And this is becoming like an eclectic mix mm-hmm. um, as we move into the future. So you're going to need these innovators who understand that type of um, um, consumer to fill that void, fill their needs, because it's only going to get bigger. Well, you
0: know, I, I, I have listened to the podcast, and I, I really enjoy it. And the women that you have on there are great, great examples. But I really enjoyed the one that you had with the Samson Williams. Oh, he's and, great. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, when I started to listen to it, I thought uh, the topic that he is going to cover is pretty technical. Because it's all about blockchain and Bitcoin uh, and cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot from his interview or your interview with him. And I I found it that uh, it was, to me, it was impressive that somebody like that, who is kind of a mixed, what, Mexican? uh, He's Mexican black, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for him to be so really knowledgeable about the whole topic, yeah. Impressed the hell out of me.
4: He's so uh, that that man is a go getter. I mean, he is, uh, and his biggest inspiration is his mom, mm-hmm. who he had mentioned is like this five foot Latina woman, and she took no BS from anybody. You know, she so he was able to kind of carry his mom's personality into um, the professional setting and really become a champion. Um, you know, not just for other ethnic minorities, but for women as well. He's very much into empowering other women to. Um, Basically, what his mom had taught him.
0: So, so are you? Um, I mean, you're up to number four for this this uh, season. I mean, how many in the can have do you have already? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have quite a few in the yeah. can already. And and you know, I am really impressed by the people that you have on the show. Where do you find these people?
4: We have a good producer. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Was that you? Is, that, is, that
0: you? is she complimenting you, Omar? She no. is definitely not complimenting nope. me. <laughs> <laughs> who's, your, who's your producer?
4: Uh, I got to give a big shout out to our producer, Stefan Oaksall. He has just been such a fine, young uh, trailblazer in this uh, second season of Startup Catalyst. I mean, talk about um, – our bright future right in front of my eyes. He's just graduated from the University of Hawaii, um, really passionate about working at Sultan Ventures and this podcast and um, raising awareness. So uh, yeah, right now uh, where we can you can listen to the podcast Startup Catalyst podcast on iTunes and
0: Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast. Yeah, great. And then uh so and then what you can also find it at sultanventures.com. Sultanventures.com. You can also follow
4: Salt Ven- at Sultan Ventures on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Very good. Well I will put that up on our show notes later on tonight. Omar, he's with SultanVentures. Ventures and of course <laughs> Yasmin <laughs> Dar. RKT Media and they're doing together they're doing great things together with uh, Startup Catalyst. I Wanna thank you both for joining us today.
4: Thank you so much for having us Bert.
0: Thanks Bert. And of course thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we talk about high end the Hawaii Entrepreneurial Network Developers. If you miss any part of this edition you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org and if you have any comments or suggestions feel free to email us at feedback at bitemarks.org. You can also find us on Twitter, and of course, Ryan is uh, at Bitemark, I mean, (laughs) at Hawaii, and he's in Denver. Our engineer is David Tong, and you can catch us every Wednesday on HPR1 or on the HPR app or Amazon Echo. You stay safe, and we will see you back here next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.